0: The following is transcribed.
1: Welcome to Bat Soup, the never nutritious, definitely delicious podcast dedicated to the old-time radio adventures of Superman and the dynamic duo. Buckle your utility belts for lots of debating, plenty of paranoia, and Irving Berlin galore. Before we get to today's adventure, let's pause for this important message. Well, gang, there's good news and bad news about the swell prizes in specially marked cans of bat soup we've been talking about, and here it is. Well, the good news is that those specially marked cans are all packaged up and are on the way to the stores. The uh, bad news is that, well, they got held up at the border and... We're not sure how long it'll take to straighten things out. See, there were apparently some permits and a bunch of paperwork missing and, well, might need to make a few bribes, but we're closer than ever to letting you know what our first swell prize will be, so stay tuned. And meanwhile, keep enjoying that never-nutritious, definitely delicious bat soup. And now, on with the show. Must be 18 to vote. And now, Suit presents today's adventure, part 11 of Looking for Kryptonite, as originally broadcast on December 18th, 1945. Come on, The super delicious cereal presents the adventures
2: of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look!
3: Up
2: in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! And today, as Clark Kent, he hopes to find some trace of Batman and Robin through a strange device he has just found at the Golden Lily. We'll join him in a moment. But right now, here is our good friend, Dan McCullough.
0: You know, uh, one of the girls in the gang told me the other day that she can't decide which is the most fun... Adding a different comic button to her collection when Mom opens a new package of Kellogg's Pet or getting a duplicate so that she can trade with her friends for a different button. Well, either way, of course, you're getting a new button for your collection and you're another step on the way toward having all 18 buttons in the series and what beauties they are. The pictures of your favorite funny paper characters are done up in full comic strip colors on a white enameled metal button just about as big around as a nickel. There's a handy pin on the back too so that you can wear them pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap and everybody can see how many you've collected. What's more, you don't have to let your pals get ahead of you. No, sir. Because you can get these comic buttons just as easy as anything. Sure. All you do is to ask mom to get you a good supply of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Don't send in any money, not even a box stop. But look inside the Pep package for your exclusive prize. One of these dazzling comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. There's a prize for you in every package of P. E. P. Pep. Pep. Made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman.
2: <laughs> Captured by leaders of the mysterious Crescent and Star mob, whom they believe have knowledge of two stolen pieces of kryptonite, the amazing element which robbed Superman of all his strength and power, Batman and Robin were placed in a basement room in a bogus sanitarium where the steel ceiling was so built that it slowly descended toward them hour by hour. When they had less than an hour left before the moving ceiling met the floor, Superman, hunting desperately for them, arrived at the Golden Lily nightclub where they had last been seen. Suspecting that Patsy, the recently murdered owner of the club, had been a go-between for the Crescent and Star mob, Superman and his guys of Clark Kent and Police Inspector Henderson searched the premises thoroughly and were about to give up when Kent discovered a phonograph hidden in the storeroom. As we continue now, Kent, over Henderson's objections, has turned the switch on and is about to play a record found on the phonograph. Listen. We haven't time to play records, Kent. Listen, Inspector. There. You hear that? So what? Remember the song? Of course. All Alone. Irving Berlin wrote it. So what? I know it sounds silly, but that phonograph record is the answer to our prayers. What? Are you kidding? Oh, in a minute or two, the telephone out there in Patsy's office is going to ring. And you are going to answer it. Oh, yeah? Who'll it be? Someone from the Crescent and Star Mob. From the... What? What did you say? I said that in a minute or two we'll get a phone call from someone in the Crescent and Star Mob. Oh, we will, eh? I suppose you're sending out thought waves telling him to call. Oh, no, not thought waves, Inspector. Radio waves. Come here, look. What's in this cabinet? (laughs) Hey. Hey, that looks like a shortwave radio transmitter. That's exactly what it is. It's hooked up to the phonograph, see? And it's beaming the record to the Crescent and Star mob. Who said it is? How do you know? I'm sure of it. Look, if Patsy was a go-between for the mob, he had to have some way of contacting them. And this is the way he did it. You remember the lyric of the song and goes, All alone by the telephone. Hmm. Well, the mob hears the song in their hideout and one of them calls Patsy. Hey, you may have something there, kid. I'm sure I have. Well, why doesn't the call come through? How do you know the transmitter is working? The tubes are lit. Hey, wait a minute. The record's running out. I'll set it back. Hey, you're wasting your time, kid. Something just occurred to me. What's that? You said the mob went through all this rigmarole to keep Patsy from learning their identity. That's right. And yet one of them was here last night in full view of Patsy and everyone else. I don't follow you. That girl singer. Gloria Garrett. Oh, no. I, I don't think she was a member of the gang. Oh, no? no? Well, she was wearing their crescent and star symbol in her hair, wasn't she? So what? She was given the symbol and sent here to lead Batman and Robin into a trap. That er, doesn't hold water, Kent. If the mob was so careful about their precious identities, they wouldn't take such a chance. They'd know all Patsy or anyone else had to do was to follow the girl, and she'd lead them to the gang. Well, they probably protected themselves against that. Oh, uh, no, I don't... Now, look, Inspector, please stop arguing. I'm sure this is the answer to how Patsy contacted the Crescent and Star Mob. Well, if it is, then why haven't they called? I don't know, I don't know. I can't understand. It. Well, I can. So could you if you weren't such a stubborn fool. Now, come on, let's get back to headquarters. There's no more to be done here. No, 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 wait, Inspector. Wait for what? For the call. We're bound to get it. Now, listen to me, Kent. I know you're worried about Batman and Robin. So am I. But this isn't the place to find them. No, but now come ca- on it's ten thirty-five. Or please, Inspector, wait five more minutes. Mm. This is the answer. I know it. They have to call. Well, okay. Five more minutes. But no more. Sceptically, Inspector Henderson puffs at his cigar while Clark Kent watches the telephone in the adjoining office. Every nerve strained, waiting to pounce on the instrument the moment it rings. Meanwhile, in the long, oak-paneled room at the bogus sanitarium, headquartered of the Crescent Star Organization, its leader, a man who calls himself Mr. Jones, sits at his desk beside a hot, glowing fireplace, a shawl thrown over his thin shoulders. His eyes, behind rimless pince-nez glasses, are as pale and cold as chipped ice. As the door at the end of the room opens, the man known as Mr. Smith, his powerfully built, mustached henchman, enters. Mr. Jones reaches for the silver-encrusted atomizer at his elbow and hastily sprays his throat. You sent for me, Mr. Jones?
3: (laughs) Yes. Close the door. You're letting a draught.
2: If you would listen to me and then hear fresh air instead of this hot. Fresh air is
3: full of germs. I told you a thousand times. But never mind that now. Something I don't understand is happening, Mr. Smith, and I don't like it. Yes, what is it? I'll show you. (laughs)
2: Listen to this. Oh, why turn on the receiver from the golden lily? You know Patsy is dead.
3: Is he? Of
2: course he is. Felix and Herbert took care of him early this morning as you directed. You said too many knew of his connection with us now, no. Now,
3: listen. What? The, The signal from the golden lily. Well, how can that be? That's what I want to know. If Patsy is dead, oh,
2: then... Of course he is dead. Felix and Herbert Facer, have never seen us.
3: Then who is trying to contact us from the Golden Lily?
2: I don't know. Perhaps someone, a porter or a waiter, discovered the transmitting phonograph and turned it on.
3: Or perhaps the police. The police? Yes. Wait till I turn this off. I've been thinking, Mr. Smith. The police may have found Sidney's silver coin bearing our symbol after his death. They knew Sydney was associated with the Atom Man, so they followed the clue of our symbol to the Golden Lily nightclub. But
2: how could they without our hearing about it? We know from our informers that only Batman and Robin have been asking for information about the symbol.
3: Batman and Robin, of course. They often work with the police. It must have been Sydney's coin we found on Batman.
2: Mm, yes, that could be.
3: I'm sure of it. Mr. Smith, the police are getting too close for comfort. We've got to get out. What time is it now?
2: It is, um, exactly
3: 10.37. When will the little job be finished in room zero?
2: <laughs> at exactly 11 o'clock, the ceiling will reach Batman and Robin, where their light stretched out on the floor. <laughs> Two minutes Never
3: mind that, the please. details. Be in this room at exactly five minutes after 11, you and all the others. We'll take our records and money and leave. You understand? Yes, Mr. John. Wait. Something occurred to me a moment ago. A short time before Sidney's death, he called us for some information, I understand. I was away at the time, so I suppose you talked with him.
2: Yes, he wanted to know where the Scarlet Widow would be contacted.
3: The Scarlet Widow. Now, why... <laughs> but, of course, the Widow... The well, wi- what about her? And nothing, Mr. Smith. Just an amusing anecdote, I remembered. <laughs> I suppose we have the widow's present whereabouts in our files.
2: Yes, we keep a running file on everyone who might be of use to us, as you well know.
3: Naturally, of course. Uh, Go now, hurry, and be back here as soon as Batman and Robin are
2: finished. Very well. We'll all be here at 11.05.
3: Good. I'd better turn this on again. Don't like this. I don't like it at all. Pulling
2: his shawl closer about his stooped shoulders, the scholarly-looking Mr. Jones rises to his feet, a small ironic smile twisting his thin lips as he listens to the strains of all alone emerge from the shortwave radio receiver. Scarcely 20 minutes of life remain now for Batman and Robin, and miles away in the Golden Lily nightclub, Clark Kent still waits anxiously for the phone call from the Crescent and Star Gang. What will happen? We'll return in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode, but first here again is your announcer. You know, I've been taking a
0: census of the characters on those swell comic buttons you're all collecting from packages of Kellogg's Pep. And uh, here's what I found out. There were four girls like Orphan Annie and Lilams, nine men like Smilin' Jack and Uncle Walt, for instance, four young fellows like Herbie and Perry Winkle, and one dog. That's Sandy, of course. Well, that's a pretty good total, isn't it? Eighteen different comic strip characters, and they're pictured on sturdy white enamel buttons that you'll have for a long time. And what a thrill it is to get a new button every time Mom opens a new package of pep. If it's a duplicate, you know, like one you already have, why, that's even more fun, because then you can trade with your pals. These comic buttons look mighty smart, too, when you wear them pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. So get busy on your collection. Just ask Mom to get you plenty of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, because that's the only way you can get these swell comic buttons. You don't send in any money, not even a box top, and you can't buy them anywhere. But inside every package of Pep, there's an exclusive prize. One of these gleaming comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. That's P, E, P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman.
2: <laughs> it is exactly 1042, 18 short minutes before the steel ceiling in room zero will complete its descent and close down on Batman and Robin. And miles away in a storeroom at the Golden Lily Nightclub, Clark Kent still plays the phonograph attached to the shortwave radio transmitter. Police Inspector Henderson is running out of patience. Now, look here, Kent. We said we'd wait five minutes, and we waited seven. I know. You were wrong. Admit it. This transmitter is not being to the Crescent and Stellar hideout. Well, I'm sure it is, Inspector. Confounded <laughs> man, use your head. I am. If it is, why haven't they called in to the, by this time to see what Patsy wants? I don't know. There, there, must be some re Wait a minute. Of course. Of course, what? They haven't called in because they know Patsy is dead, and they suspect a trap. How do they know he's dead? Because they killed him. They rubbed him out. Hey, I hate to admit it, Kent. But I think you're right. Sure, we've got to work fast, Inspector. The mob must know someone is onto them now because that record is playing. They'll probably finish Batman and Robin and clear out if they haven't done so already. Yeah, then what do we do? I've got an idea. It's a pretty long chance, but it might work. What's that? I... Well, I haven't time to explain now, but look. I want you to stay here, Inspector, and keep playing this record over and over until you hear from me. Huh? I don't get it. Never mind. Just please do as I say, Inspector. It's our only chance. Will you? Well... I I knew you would. Now just keep playing that record over and over. And keep your fingers crossed. Scowling and puzzled, Inspector Henderson stares after Clark Kent who rushes from the room. What is Kent's plan? It is now 10.45. Only 15 scant minutes remain before the heavy steel ceiling closes down upon Batman and Robin. What will happen? Tomorrow's episode is a thriller-diller, fellows and girls, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, to follow Superman, Batman, and Robin in The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and
0: girls, be sure to follow The Adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman D.C. publications. Say, gang, you'll get a bang out of this. Kellogg's variety is back. That's the grand ten-package assortment of six swell Kellogg cereals. Makes breakfast more fun than a picnic. Makes it easy for Mom, too. No dishes to wash, thanks to the new Kel Bowl Pack. You can eat right out of it. What's more, these generous packages are great for lunchboxes and outings. So ask Mom to hurry and get Kellogg's Variety at the grocer's her very first chance. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
1: That was part 11 of Looking for Kryptonite from the Adventures of Superman. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a like and subscribe to Bat Soup so new episodes will be delivered right to your door. That'll wrap things up for this episode of Bat Soup, but be sure to tune in next time when you'll hear Robin say... a sauce and Russian dressing.
2: I don't think I can afford to be seen with you at Sloppy Joe's Greasy Spoon tonight.